Jesus said, repay to God what belongs to God. And this actually gives us maybe, maybe a new way, I think a good way to describe a parish. A parish is the place first where we discover whose image and inscription we bear on our being. So this is, that's one way to say conversion happens. And second, a parish is the place where we give to God what belongs to God, that is ourselves in worship. So we've been focused in the last few weeks on this first thing, on conversion, um, because of the parables that Jesus has given us in the Gospels. And I think it has borne a lot of fruit, actually, for people. It has for me. Um, and uh, I think this is, we've, we, we, a lot of you have had this sort of conversion, conversion experience also just in the last few months as we've been in this year of Eucharistic revival. Maybe you could say especially in uh, this week with the, with the 24-hour Parathon for St. Luke's Feast Day, 24 hours of Eucharistic adoration. If you, if you missed it, then you missed out, okay, because it was wonderful. We had, of course, during those 24 hours of prayer here in church, um, two people signed up for every hour, and everybody showed. Everybody was on time and everything. Um, but I don't think there was a single hour that had less than five or six people here in church, at least, even, even like 3 or 4 a.m. And uh, to be here during that, um, even when I just went back to the rectory and was going to bed and everything, there's like something palpable, something really tangible. Like, like our parish is staying up through the night and giving the Lord this prayer and this time. It was a very beautiful thing. And we had the procession on St. Luke's Day too, and that was just, just wonderful. We went onto, onto campus a little bit, to Grand Valley, so you'll be able to see pictures from that a little later. But I was just very, very happy, very glad. <clears throat> we got to go back to this other thing, conversion. Okay, conversion is not for its own sake but it clears the way for the main thing, that is the second thing, the worship of God, giving him what belongs to him, our whole selves. Conversion works to expose our hunger for God and our, our desire to worship him. So this is what I wanna ask you. What, when you come to mass to worship God, to give God as best you can what belongs to him, what is it like? What happens to the hunger that you have to worship God? For myself, sometimes to worship God at Mass is freedom and joy and peace and even something like ecstasy in giving ourselves to God in worship. But I would say most of the time it isn't like that. Most of the time at the end of Mass, I think there's dissatisfaction, even sorrow, and a sense that I'm just like not, not worshiping God very well. And there's a bunch of reasons for this, you know. Um, we didn't, I didn't prepare well enough today. I wanted to read the readings before so that I could really dial into them and be really present, or my heart is just cold today, or I was distracted with other things or worries, or you have children and they did their best to keep you from, from like, you know, being as attentive as you want to be. Or there's always this too, that there's how you're praying and then you see somebody else who is just, obviously not even in this world anymore and they are so focused and devout and then you just feel terrible about yourself. So there's a sense that I'm not worshiping very well and what comes from it is the second thing that's like a weariness or a sense of failure or discouragement. So I want to speak a word to those who deal with this kind of discouragement because I see how it weighs you down but it doesn't have to. Okay, this is what I would say is like one form of this thing that I despise called Catholic guilt. 
And I despise it because a lot of people say Catholic guilt, it just comes with being Catholic and you just have to deal with it. You know, like we just deal with like this kind of heaviness and sadness and feeling like I'm just never going to measure up. And that's what it means to be Catholic. You just always feel kind of bad about yourself. And that isn't true. What, the, what, what is the Lord calling us to? He's calling us to a life of abundance and freedom and joy. So here's my take on Catholic guilt. I have very strong feelings about this. Either what we call Catholic guilt is a true guilt, okay? That is, I know that I have chosen to do wrong. And if that's the case, we confess it, we change our behavior, we begin again. And then you're free of it. And you don't have to feel guilt anymore. Okay, either it's true guilt, and we can do something about it, or it's a false guilt, where we say, I have not chosen to do wrong. I'm living with sincerity. There's just like this vague unease. If it's false guilt, if we haven't done something wrong, then it's garbage to be tossed. But in either case, okay, this is why like Catholic guilt is not like just something to tolerate and bear. In either case, you don't just have to live with like this heavy daily weight that you bear. There's something to do with it so that you can be free of it. The dissatisfaction and even sorrow that we have sometimes with worshiping God is because we love, because we hunger for God, and because we want to give ourselves to him more than we were able to today. We feel that I am still not totally united to him. We feel this distance. We feel separation. And the sorrow of feeling separation, this has its remedy in the one that we love. But there is no remedy for the sorrow of those who feel no sorrow. That is, those who feel no sorrow because they have no love, because they have no hunger. So as it turns out, the sorrow of separation, this is not bad, it's good. It's a great gift to hunger for God and to feel dissatisfaction and to desire greater depth when we go to Mass. It just means that we love. It's a reason for gratitude. So the problem is not our dissatisfaction that we have maybe at the end of Mass, but that we allow it to tear at us and to discourage us. Okay, like I said before, Catholic guilt is either something true that we can deal with or a trick of the evil one that we can deal with. And this to allow the dissatisfaction that comes from not having perfect union with God today, this, the way it discourages us, that's a trick. And when we accept the discouragement, and usually we do this like, like we think it's something we deserve because we didn't do well enough today, so I should feel terrible about what I've done. When we accept the discouragement, the only solution to it, the only way that we can have like some peace from it is to hunger less or to desire God less, to love less. The, the, the feeling maybe of sorrow or dissatisfaction, this is a good thing. It's a gift that we love God more than we are able to express. Just like a really basic example, for two people who are deeply in love, their goal is not to finally express to the other the greatness of their love for them and then be okay and satisfied. Love is a restless and wonderful thing that never says, I have told you enough that I love you. It always says, tomorrow I want to love you more. So, like, <clears throat> but, but we do this with the Lord, you know? We, 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 we fight the, the dissatisfaction. St. Augustine said this in Confessions. He said, I breathed in your sweetness 
and now I pant for you. I have tasted, now I hunger and thirst. You touched me, and now I burn. So this is the action to take then, to accept the longing, the burning, to accept the dissatisfaction, but to reject the discouragement and the heaviness and the weariness that can sometimes result from it. Because when you feel separation, when you feel hunger for union with God and are still unsatisfied after Mass, don't fault yourself. Don't let it be used against you. Don't let it slowly dull your eagerness to give yourself to God in worship. But be at peace with remaining hungry. Do not be anxious. Rejoice in the gift of this hunger and let it burn joyfully within you. It doesn't mean that you've done wrong or you haven't done enough. This blessed, devouring hunger for God is our priceless treasure and our salvation. 